poets and intellectuals of this time, the innovative minds, the intelligentsia, those that are breaking down the barriers and choosing a bohemian existence, escaping from dreary suburban ideals and materialistic death traps. Where are these engaging people? The risk takers, the revolutionaries, those living apart from this big unrest, those escaping the sterility of corporate junkies who get high on materialistic consumption. Welcome to the Bohemian Beat. We will journey beyond the horizon and find the artists living on the edge, going down into the murky waters of their very existence, where these brave souls have re-emerged with art that is challenging, original and brutal. You are tuned in to the Bohemian Beat. I'm Riddy, with you till the end of the hour. Today we will start with a piece by Tom Baxter called Icarus Wings, which touches upon the Greek tragedy of Icarus and a warning about the radiance and immense heat of the sun. Icarus, the son of Daedalus, an Athenian craftsman, attempted to escape from his exile in the island of Crete, where he and his son were imprisoned at the hands of King Minos, the king for whom he had built the labyrinth to imprison the Minotaur. They both took flight from prison, wearing wings made from wax and feathers. Icarus, disregarding his father's warning that he not fly too close to the sun, did just that and melted his way to a feathery demise, drowning in the sea. Thank you. 
that was Icarus Wings by Tom Baxter. American poet and political activist Muriel Rukeyser has written a poem referring to this myth called Waiting for Icarus, where she combines classical imagery with contemporary concerns. And this poem is read by the poet herself. He said he would be back and we'd drink wine together. He said that everything would be better than before. He said we were on the edge of a new relation. He said he would never again cringe before his father. He said that he was going to invent full time. He said he loved me. That going into me, he said, was going into the world and the sky. He said all the buckles were very firm. He said the wax was the best wax. He said, wait for me here on the beach. He said, just don't cry. I remember the gulls and the waves. I remember the islands going dark on the sea. I remember the girls laughing. I remember they said he only wanted to get away from me. I remember mother saying, Inventors are like poets, a trashy lot. I remember she told me those who try out inventions are worse. I remember she added, women who love such are the worst of all. I have been waiting all day, or perhaps longer. I would have liked to try those wings myself. It would have been better than this.
You are listening to The Bohemian Beat, produced at Bay FM in Byron Bay and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. We just heard Mythos with Icarus, and before that, American poet Muriel Rukeyser reading Waiting for Icarus. In the 2007 movie Sunshine, Icarus is the name of the spacecraft that carries a massive payload, an experimental nuclear bomb intended to reignite the sun. The year is 2057 and the sun is dying, leaving the earth in a solar winter caused by the depleted levels of sunlight reaching the earth and threatening all life on the planet. The first mission with Icarus 1 fails and another, Icarus II, is sent to complete the mission to save humanity. The physicist, Kappa, is asked if he is afraid, and he describes what happens when a stellar bomb is triggered. When a stellar bomb is triggered, very little will happen at first. And then a spark will pop into existence. It will hang for an instant, hovering in space. And then it will split into two. And those will split again, and again, and again. Detonation beyond all imagining. A big bang on a small scale. A new star born out of a dying world. Just to reach 
your thing that one shone And you still shine bright in the darkest night Though you're already gone, though you're already star and before that an excerpt from the movie sunshine in this next poem what about dying by american poet david ignato he reflects on dying and the death of the sun what about dying i describe it happening to keep my senses occupied with living the poetry of my death is inexhaustible like life I have lived to find out the sun also will die. I will die first, and in time I will have a companion. Ignato is dying, and so is the sun. I live with my contradictions intact, seeking transcendence but loving bread. I shrug at both, and from behind the summer screen I look out upon the dark, knowing death as one form of transcendence so is life. falter, the fingers grope, and the days stretch out beneath the sun. No one's born, no one dies, no one loves, no one cries, and we wait to see just what we will become Don't let me falter Don't let me ride Don't let the earth in me subside Let me see just who I will
You like the clouds in my hometown You just grow fat and hang around In your days stretch out beneath the sun And no one's born, no one dies No one loves, so no one cries And we wait to see just what we will become Don't let me borrow, don't let me bring Don't let me wallow, don't make me sing Let me see just who I will become The Bohemian Beat, a show about poetry. We just heard I Am Clute with Avenue of Hope. And before that, a poem by American poet David Ignato called What About Dying? This next poem by Australian poet A.D. Hope is called Death of a Bird and is an investigation into this supernatural force of death and was inspired by an article in a scientific journal. For every bird, there is this last migration. Once more the cooling year kindles her heart. With a warm passage to the summer station, love pricks the course in lights across the chart. Year after year, a speck on the map, divided by a whole hemisphere, summons her to come. Season after season, sure and safely guided. Going away, she is also coming home. And being home, memory becomes a passion with which she feeds her brood and straws her nest. 
aware of ghosts that haunt the heart's possession and exiled love mourning within the breast. The sands are green with a mirage of valleys. The palm tree casts a shadow not its own. Down the long architrave of temple or palace blows a cool air from moorland scarps of stone. And day by day the whisper of love grows stronger. That delicate voice, more urgent with despair, custom and fear constraining her no longer, drives her at last on the waste leagues of air. A vanishing speck in those inane dominions, single and frail, uncertain of her place, alone in the bright host of her companions, lost in the blue unfriendliness of space. She feels it closed now, the appointed season. The invisible thread is broken as she flies. Suddenly, without warning, without reason, the guiding spark of instinct winks and dies. Try as she will, the trackless world delivers no way, the wilderness of light, no sign. Immense, complex contours of hills and rivers mock her small wisdom with their vast design. The darkness rises from the eastern valleys and the winds buffet her with their hungry breath and the great earth with neither grief nor malice receives the tiny burden of her death.
Kate Rusby with Daughter of Heaven. And before that, Tez Carino reading a poem by Australian poet Alec Derwent Hope called Death of a Bird. This next piece, Fear No More, The Heat of the Sun, is from one of Shakespeare's last plays. The piece is spoken by two brothers who come upon their friend in the forest and suppose him dead. Fear no more the heat of the sun, nor the furious winter's rages, Thou thy worldly task hast done, home art gone, and tain thy wages. Golden lads and girls all must, as chimney-sweepers, come to dust. Fear no more the frown of the great, thou art past the tyrant's stroke. Care no more to clothe and eat, to thee the reed is as the oak. The sceptre, learning, physic must all follow this, and come to dust. Fear no more the lightning flash, nor the all-dreaded thunderstone. Fear not slander, censure rash. Thou hast finished joy and moan. All lovers young, all lovers must consign to thee and come to dust. No exorciser harm thee, nor no witchcraft charm thee. Ghost unlaid forbear thee, nothing will come near thee. Quiet consummation have, and renowned be thy grave.
My name is Ego, I'll be with you to your last breath Right here's a small list of all the things that scare me to death I can't stand things that I can't understand And I especially hate things I can't command I don't like the unfamiliar and I've got to be first But I tell you, without me you could never be a Mandela Who would know of Muhammad Ali without me? Behind your eyes temporarily and blind you to anything you think you might wanna be Make you promise me everything for fame, for idolatry And when I leave you, you can never follow me Find yourself confined in solitary, you will ever hallowed be My name is Pain, I'm not a real person, more like a quality Attach myself to your life temporarily And nearly everybody in the world is afraid of me But in reality, there would be no self-discovery And why would you need to have mercy without me For all that you curse me, you should never forget A pain-free life is seldom free of regret My name is Desire, so real, I can feel like pain Attach myself to your brain, there to remain until you go insane Similarities, but this ain't lust. That's just a something that comes and goes away. Desire, hang out with you every day. Change your perspective in the strangest way. But stranger still, I'm a somebody that you just can't feel. I see the blue heron fly over 
sugar hill, snowy white, big blue siren in the night. Come with me, my baby. We go under the stormy sky. Under a Stormy Sky, I've Been Away by One Giant Leap. And before that, Fear No More, The Heat of the Sun by William Shakespeare, read by Lynn Redgrave, and is from John Lithgow's Poems from the Poet's Corner. In this next piece by British poet Edith Sitwell, called Dirge for the New Sunrise, she tries to find some meaning for the atomic era. A poem of the atomic age, Dirge for the New Sunrise. Fifteen minutes past eight o'clock on the morning of Monday the 6th of August, 1945. Bound to my heart as exile to the wheel, nailed to my heart as a thief upon the cross, I hang between our Christ and the gap where the world was lost, and watch the phantom sun in Famine Street, the ghost of the heart of man, red cane and the more murderous brain of man, still redder Nero that conceived the death of his mother earth and tore her womb to know the place where he was conceived. 
but no eyes grieved, for none were left for tears. They were blinded as the years since Christ was born. Mother or murderer, you have given or taken life. Now all is one. There was a morning when the holy light was young, the beautiful first creature came to our water springs and sought us without blame. Our hearts seemed safe in our breasts and sang to the light, the marrow in the bone we dreamed was safe, the blood in the veins, the sap in the tree were springs of deity. But I saw the little ant-men as they ran, carrying the world's weight of the world's filth and the filth in the heart of man, compressed till those lusts and greeds had a greater heat than that of the sun. And the ray from that heat came soundless, shook the sky as if in search of food and squeezed the stems of all that grows on the earth till they were dry and drank the marrow of the bone. The eyes that saw, the lips that kissed are gone, or black as thunder lie and grin at the murdered sun. The living blind and seeing dead together lie as if in love. There was no more hating then, and no more love. Gone is the heart of man. Welcome aboard the USS Estes. As you may or may not know, the Estes here is the command ship of Joint Task Force 132. We have minutes to go before the first class mic shot of Operation Ivy. Now, as you can imagine, feeling is running pretty high about now, and there's reason for it. If everything goes according to plan, we'll soon see the largest explosion ever set off on the face of the Earth. The Earth, the Earth, the Earth, the Earth. You have a grandstand seat here to one of the most momentous events in the history of science. In less than a minute, you will see the most powerful explosion ever witnessed by human eyes. The blast will come out of the horizon just about there, 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 there. And this is the significance of the moment. This is the first full-scale test of a hydrogen device. If the reaction goes, we're in the thermonuclear era. For the sake of all of us, and for the sake of our country, I know that you join me in wishing this expedition well. Rejecting the logic of nuclear weapons does not mean surrendering to evil. Evil must still be guarded against. Rejecting nuclear weapons is to assert what is human over the evil nature of the weapon. We do not want to be defeated by nuclear weapons. It makes absolutely no sense for a country to surround its waters or invite them to its ports or country nuclear weapons when there is no balance to be achieved. 
and we don't propose to deter enemies which do not yet exist. I am not an atomic playboy. Loading these bombs, it will not destroy gravity. I am not an atomic playboy. It will not blow out the bottom of the sea. I am not an atomic playboy. Snuggling up to the bomb or living in the peaceful shadow of the bomb, New Zealand benefits, sir. And that's the question with which we charge you, and that's the question with which we 
would like an answer, sir. And I'm going to give it to you if you hold your breath. Just for a moment. <laughs> I can smell the uranium on it as you lean towards the <laughs> You are listening to The Bohemian Beat, and that was David Longy, You're the Bomb, by Tiki. And before that, Dame Edith Sitwell reading her poem, Dirge for the New Sunrise. We have run out of time. I hope you've enjoyed the show today, and make sure you tune in again next week for more poetry and music. We will end with a track by Crystal called Burning Flame. Thank you for joining me on the Bohemian Beat. I'm ready 